Megan, you ready to do it? You ready to do some Morbius? Mm, here's the thing, Scotty. Uh, Charles can't actually make it today to record, so we're, we're going to have to push back that Morbius date, you know? Okay, okay, that's that's fine. We can just, like, wait a few a few weeks or something to record. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. One week later. Scotty, I'm ready to go. Let's, let's get this thing over with so that Ooh, we never talk about Morbius again. Slight issue with that. Charles got into a big car accident and just can't do it. Just can't do it. Do the show. So we're going to have to delay it probably by like a year at this point. Because of the bad car accident. Well, they did lose all their limbs and they're having to reattach them Dr. Octopus style. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll push it back. We'll push it back. Six months later. Hello, it is Charles Kelly. I am here to do the podcast. Oh uh, yeah, no, Charles. We're gonna have to push it back a week or so. I've got a thing with my kids. We can't. We can't do it. Okay. But when we do, it'll certainly be some fun fiction. Get, get it? Because Morbius was super delayed. <laughs> <laughs> So welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like. And as a practitioner of tantric sex, it also takes me three years to come Scotty Moore. And I know exactly how I got here, and I know who's to blame for it. I'm Megan Danger. <laughs> Hi there. Um... <laughs> You've been here before. Get, get, get on track. Hi there. I, I enjoyed Morbius, and I'm going to talk about it today. Defend yourself, coward, because you gave me hope. The day I went to see Morbius, I believe might have been the same day you did, and mm -hmm. you were like, guys, it was actually pretty good. And I was like, okay, fuck yeah, let's go see Morbius. I trust Charles' opinion. You're a liar, and I hate you. Now, see, I, I must have gotten the unabridged comment, because it was, you know, Morbius was kind of fun for what it was immediate follow-up text i'm really high <laughs> <laughs> yes so um uh number one i did see this movie like i was fucking ripped i was so <laughs> high um so that that's part of it but also like i don't i if i use the word good this movie is not good. Webster's Dictionary defines good. <laughs> this movie is thoroughly enjoyable. I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. Yeah. It's garbage. Like, <laughs> like it's not. I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoy watching a, a trash fire. Right. That's just okay. Then, okay, we are on the same level, which, by the way, I am currently uh, a sober person. I'm very proud of the fact that I've been able to get rid of all of these things from my life. Uh, however, I did get absolutely fucking blitzed to go see Morbius. <laughs> I was like, if there's a way to go out, if there's a way to end this career of smoking, it's gonna be with Dr. Michael Morbius and his good vampire powers. 
So um, how about you provide, can you guys just provide like a good kind of quick summary of, of the film Morbius for people who may not have seen it like me? <laughs> so Dr. Michael Morbius is of Empire, man. And he's um, on a boat. We, oh, no, no, no. He's in a jungle first. Dr. We start, Michael Morbius. Yeah. Is, okay. Can I just say really quickly? But can I, can I say yours really, really quick, really quickly? And then you, which is the worst name? Dr. Stephen Strange or Dr. Michael Morbius? Or Octo Octavius. Oscar Octavius. Dr. Oscar Isaac Octavius. I think it might be Michael Morbius. However, Megan, there's more than one Morbius in this movie. There's two. There's two Morbius. Oh, God. For the price of one, there's Dr. Michael Morbius and then his brother, Milo Morbius. Uh, A name he was not born with. <laughs> Excuse but, me? Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay, let's start okay, from let, the we'll beginning. Start from we'll the get there. The we'll get there. So we start. We 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 cut to the scene in the middle of a jungle, and a helicopter drops on in, featuring Jared Leto walking around on canes, multiple. Yeah. Two two canes. Well, two. I don't, yeah. He's not gonna. Like, <laughs> There's like five or six. Um, <laughs> and canes. he like um, walks up to this cave that's in the side of a mountain, and he mm-hmm. has like a, a a. I don't even know what it. What the fuck was that? So he presses a button on this box in front of him, and yeah. a, like this machine pops up with all these singular fucking wires. Oh, wait, you haven't in- even seen the trailer because I was about to be like the thing from the trailer, but you've not even seen that. <laughs> yeah, but before before we started recording, I did tell them like, shit, guys, I haven't even seen the trailer yet. Do you think I ought to, or at this point, would it be funnier if I didn't? And I was told not to watch it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like this box that shoots out lasers for some reason, and then he holds his hand, he cuts his hand, so now he's got blood on his hand, holds it up to the lasers, and then just a shit ton of fucking bats come out. Yeah, and they all, like, you you think, like, the, like, when you're watching it, or at least I did, that they were gonna fly through and die, right? They were gonna go through the wires, and it was gonna... I did not think of that. No, I just thought they... Well, because I think I saw it in the trailer that they were just going to Batman him of literally the exact same shot from Batman happens about three different times in this movie where a dude just gets swirled (laughs) around by bats. You know, how how bats do. Right. Uh, So that happens. uh, And then I believe, Charles, if I remember this movie correctly, that scene has no bearing on the rest of the film. No, it does not. Because the cut... Is this just something he does for fun? Yeah, we then we then cut to like thirty years prior in an mm-hmm. orphanage. Oh my! God. Well, hold on, you forgot the part where the screen froze as Jared Leto was holding out, and he said, mm, "That's me." You might wonder how I got myself into this situation. <laughs> my name's Michael Morbius. <laughs> I bet you're wondering how I got covered in bats. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cuts back to about 30 years to explain how he done got in this crazy situation. And it's the fact that he has a very rare blood disease, which is never specified what it does or anything. It's just a disease what got to do with blood. 
and little shitty Jared Leto, who they did get a kid with Jared Leto energy, so good on them for that casting, <laughs> is chilling there in the bed, and then another new boy gets introduced next to him. And his this, name? Do you yeah. know what his original name was? Do you remember it? Oh, man, I can't... <laughs> It was something British as fuck, but I can't remember. You, you wait. Can I wait? Can I? Can I? Can I do a bunch of guesses? Like, is it a little British boy name? I'm, I'm, I'm second guessing this because it's popping up as something else. Um, but if I, it's super British, and on Google, Loxius Crown. No, that okay. So that is a. No. That's who he was originally supposed to be playing. Who is okay. a legitimate Morbius villain? Then they said, "Fuck that. We're gonna do our own thing." Uh, it was it was Lucian. Yes. Lucian. Oh, that's yeah. the name. Lu- Lucian is very much. That's yeah. So <laughs> see, I was gonna go for like Eustace. <laughs> young, young Jared Leto says, "No, no, 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 no. That's not your name. Your name is Milo." With the implication being that so many children with this disease have gotten next to Jared Leto and died, that he's now just come to name all of them Milo so it's easier on his child brain. The problem is, I know, the problem is that then suddenly he wears Milo with a badge of pride as if to say, fuck whoever I was before meeting Dr. Michael Morbius. He has given me my new name and my new life as Milo. So wait, they're, they're orphan children together and one, one child just gets to name the other? They're, orphan ch- <laughs> they're not just orphan children. They're orphan children with a rare disease that they're being treated for oh so they, yeah. they both they both got the same blood problem that is that is they not got named. the blood yeah. problem so so the blood thing is super rare but there just happened to be two special orphan boys that what got it in the same orphanage and lots more <laughs> that have already died like blah 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 no, they're no, gone. this is like where they go for like treatment and- okay so it's it's the home for for orphan blood disease children specifically it's dr xavier's school for really really sad boys uh which by the way uh at one point then it cuts to uh dr michael morbius that's all i will call him and his father normal morbius chilling and mitchell morbius (laughs) craig morbius And he, uh, he, I don't know if he beats him at chess, but they're playing chess to indicate that he is a smart boy. And at the end of it, Daddy Morbius is like, you're a bright kid and um, we're going to send you to a really special school for kids with special abilities like you upstate. At which point I was so high that I said... Is the X Men in this movie? <laughs> See, that to me sounds like like they're gonna kill him. Like you're gonna go to a special school. Say, there's a lot of room. You'll be able to run around and chase rabbits. <laughs> da- Daddy Morbius is played by what was his name? Jared Harris. The oh, I like Jared. Jared Harris yeah, is, is better than this. I would think. Well, Matt Smith is also better than this. Jared Leto is exactly this. <laughs> yes, very, very perfect for this. So wait, is Matt Smith British in this or not? Yes, he's Milo. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't sure if he was supposed to, if they, these were British children or if there's just also a British boy at the special <laughs> blood school. He is British in this movie because he got transferred to this specific place <laughs> as an orphan. He got bit by a radioactive <laughs> British boy. <laughs> well, because Jared Harris is also British. 
Yeah. Well, that's not how adoption works. <laughs> no, no, but you said that was more, more. Oh, okay. Wait, is he their adopted dad? Adopted dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought like they, he might that he might have been the dad and then died and then they went to the blood orphanage. This is already very confusing. <laughs> Welcome to Morbius. <laughs> so wait, is 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 Jared Leto doing a British accent? No, no. Why did only He's... one of the kids turn out British? Because only one's from London. They got transferred <laughs> in. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to Dr. Michael Morbius receiving an uh, No, this isn't the boat part yet. This is when he is receiving his award for doing Nobel good. Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, God. <laughs> was it really the Nobel Peace Prize? I think, I think it was. Because they mentioned, like, who turns down a Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah, so he's receiving that for doing really good research on blood, but it turns out he turned it down. So imagine being the person who was second in line. You won a Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah, but only because Dr. Michael Morbius was really upset and turned it down. Why Why did he turn it down? It's not like it's... The Nobel Peace Prize isn't, like, tainted. Yes. In his mind, it is. Because it was a failed experiment. He, um... He he was trying to like uh, cure this disease, right? Mm-hmm. But in doing so and failing, he actually created artificial blood. So that's the that's what he created, which is that helped so many come people. Into play later, <laughs> and the blood is this nice like Gatorade blue color. Oh, excellent! <laughs> oh, I just remembered. So- okay, we'll get to that later. Uh, so, so then so, we so reveal because the experiment wasn't what he wanted. He's like, I will not accept. Oh God damn it! I see. I knew the cat was gonna fucking do this, and he wouldn't come it's into Morbius. the office. It's Morbius. <laughs> Morbius is coming in for you. <laughs> so then we cut forward in time, and Morbius uh, reveals his new plan, which is revealed when his lab assistant, um, strong protagonist woman, pulls a sheet off pants? of a big. <laughs> yeah, pull its pants. Pulls a big sheet off of a tube, and there's just a fucking shit ton of bats in there. Like somehow he, under the guise of night, snuck a shit ton of bats into his office to do work. And he's 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 trying to hide it while he's like, "Don't go over to the bats." And she freaks out. She's like, "Why the fuck do you have so many bats?" <laughs> a question any logical thinking person would. Have in that moment uh then he reveals that vampire bats have a something in their like saliva or something that coagulates blood and so his theory is that the if it mixes with human dna it can coagulate the diseased part of his blood i think what Charles staying silent here, not yeah, helping me at no, all. No, honestly, that's that's basically kind of what it was. So it's 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 a bullshit excuse to get him to hang out with a bunch of bats, right? Yeah, like that's the that's the whole thing. It doesn't even make sense. It's it's Star Trek logic. Yeah, keep in um, mind, vampires, actual mythological vampires exist in this universe because he like makes reference to dracula later and yet no one's like hey you know what the fuck's going to happen if you mix vampire and human dna i wonder what's gonna happen to you jared leto all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go back again 
are vampires, vampire, the creature, them what walks at night and sucks the blood are are acknowledged as a, a, a real, like, a thing? No, like no, no, no. Just, like, the fictional Dracula okay. is still fiction. Okay, I was like, excuse me? I'm saying, like, it's, if in the world of Jurassic Park, like, existing, somebody was like, hey, let's make a dinosaur theme park. It's like, no, we've all read the book. We know what the fuck's going to happen. And yet this Nobel Peace Prize denying doctor is like, it'll be fucking fine to mix human and bat DNA. We're good. At at this moment... Uh, Michael Morbius and where he's working is he's running basically what da- Daddy Morbius did, but just in a more like like clinical setting, right? So there's so basically he's running this office helping people that have the same kind of condition that he has or there's something very, similar. Yeah, there's a very sad black girl who gets literally no like. I don't think there's any resolution to her at all at the end of it. Is there? No. There's not. But let's cut back to how they reveal that scene because it goes, oh, my God, why are there so many fucking bats? We're going to fight about that. Right. Fight about the bats. And then a nurse comes in and says, hey, your patient standing right next to all the flying bats. <laughs> right. So this this just random nurse comes in to say, hey, doctor, doesn't even look over at the bats. And be like, what the fuck is with all these bats? Hey, doctor, just like, hey, one of the patients is going doesn't say, uh, but like, hey, I never noticed these bats before because it was so secretive. The bats were secretive. But then this nurse is just like, yeah, I know about the bats. That's double M's bats. I know. Yeah. Baby. Uh, so then we uh, she, he, to make him seem like a sympathetic character, even though he's a fucking villain. He's a full on villain from the mythos. Uh, they have him be like. It's okay, little girl. We're going to get through this. Me and you together. I'm real gaunt. I'm real (laughs) gaunt and I'm real sad. Um, And then we go to meet the only save. This film has two saving graces. One, it looks visually good in some scenes. And then the other one is Matt Smith's performance. (laughs) Their, Their, like, interactions together... Is was I was actually like, oh shit, this is like halfway decent. Like it's yeah. Qu- question: Why does Matt Smith have a bunch of mafia mobsters? Did they ever like as bodyguards? There was like a bunch of bodyguards. He got money. That's it. That's the only thing that I know about him is that he's gotten, he's older, he's more flamboyant, he fucks a lot, and I think the film implies that he is up to no good in certain situations, but that's all we need to know about Milo. (laughs) I have so many questions. Honestly, if these two were, um, did the... Spider-Man Dane DeHaan uh, from Amazing Spider-Man 2 scene, it would have been so much better. If Matt Smith was Dane DeHaan in Spider-Man 2, it would have been so much fucking better. Because, like, it's literally like hero and villain walking together and being like, we're old friends. And it works really well in this movie. And then finally Morbius is like, hold on, wait. Dr. Michael Morbius looks at Milo Morbius and says, hey, um, I think I finally found a way to do it. 
to turn me into a fucking vampire. <laughs> and uh, he it's, my- it's not legal. <laughs> it's like morally questionable, but I'm going to fucking do it. And Matt Smith, Matt Smith just gives him a big thumbs up. He's like, get so, it. So does Matt Smith still have the blood disease? Yes. Okay. Yes, but, they both but, do. but yet he fucks. Because it seems it seems very debilitating. <laughs> okay, so the fucking thing, I don't I don't agree that he fucks. I think that the movie is so fucking uh like it's there's so much queer baiting that those yeah. two are going to get together at some point. Like the sexual are, are tension they, are they not brothers? Not literally, not, not legally, not in the legal sense. Not the not <laughs> what you doing, step bro. Uh, yeah, yes. gross. What you doing, step Brorbius? <laughs> <laughs> um, when I That's say my, fucks, I don't. Step <laughs> I don't mean he actually like gets up on the canes and gets to it. I mean like the state of mind. He has the state of mind of one who fucks. You have to specify these things. Okay. <laughs> So, so what, what, uh, does he, what does he do? He's not a doctor, right? Uh, no, he's Milo Morbius, brother to Doctor Milo Morbius. <laughs> Doctor, he has money. He just has unspecified money. So he, M- M- Michael Morbius, looks at his brother and is just like, "Hey, it's going to be really dangerous. Uh, it cannot be done in like national waters. We have to go out into international ra- waters. It's exceptionally complicated." And uh, scene cut. They're there. <laughs> wait wait no. so because it's not super legal he's like i have to conduct this medical test in international waters is that yeah holy yeah. shit he's, that's he's living dumbest... by maritime law <laughs> that is the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing i have ever heard the only better equivalent i have of this scene <laughs> is when uh in Finney's and Ferb, the dad was like i need a miracle boys and Finney's just goes what's your budget that was milo and michael in that scene <laughs> there's no way this can happen what's your budget <laughs> it's it's not only a boat it's It's a a boat with a fully decked out science lab run by mercenaries (laughs) (laughs) hey you want to know how they got there so do we (laughs) the boat the boat just came preloaded with mercenaries like we could bring in interns i'm sure interns don't give a shit about legality or whatever like well they have to be they have to be mercenaries for what happens next because he successfully fuses bat dna with human dna injects it and i know what i'm about to say is really gonna be shocking to you so brace yourselves it turns him into a fucking vampire i know (laughs) what and and uh he kills all the mercenaries that's the only reason why they're there gotcha so if they were interns we'd feel bad Yeah, uh, he does almost kill uh, Pants, which is all I'm calling her now. Uh, almost kills her, but then he's just like, I'm good, man. Can't do. And then he just turns back into Jared Leto. There's an interesting thing. Later, um, it will be revealed that Milo also becomes a vampire. When he turns... Fucking he... spoilers. God. I know, right? Oh, when I could he never turns... guessed. He looks like Matt Smith is a vampire. When Jared Leto turns into Morbius, he looks nothing like Jared Leto anymore. Just a weird dog man. All right. You know what? I'm go- Now I'm going to look up pictures. <laughs> now I require visual reference. 
Okay, so everyone's now unconscious on the boat. Michael's like, holy shit, I fucked up. Erases the CCTV footage that's on this boat in international waters. Jumps (laughs) overboard. They are in international waters. Jumps overboard. And the next paragraph on Wikipedia just says, Michael returns to New York don't fucking know how unless he just vampire swam the whole way back but he ends no 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 so he gets back to new york right and we cut to the boat again and who's there tyrese gibson what (laughs) tyrese tyrese gibson fast fast and furious tyrese gibson (laughs) the one in the same and his character has a like a robot arm because in the comics this character existed he had like a big he was like a half jacks but i did find it interesting that in every single scene that he was in his hand was in his pocket, and you could not see a single bit of that arm. <laughs> They're like, he's got a robot arm. Believe me, I know his hand is in his pocket. We just don't have the budget for it, but it's there. <laughs> it's it's the implication of it. I found pictures of of Jer- Jared Leto, Dogman, Morbius, which, wow, that sure is a lot. That's a lot to look at, and all of it is bad. I can't find a picture of Matt Smith. That's okay. Uh, So Wiki says that he now has superhuman strength, speed, reflexes, echolocation, although in the film they call it bat radar because little kids are too dumb to pronounce echolocation, I guess. (laughs) And then the final thing says his vampire bats now treat him as a bat. I don't think that's exactly what it was. I feel like they were just like, ah, din father. But I do prefer this idea that they're like, hey, Bat Dad, why aren't you flying around? You certainly have a whole lot of leg. Yeah, like, like there's a bunch of bats start landing on him like butterflies in like a, like a, a pavilion. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful scene. He has connected with his bat bros. Yes. Uh, so then- Children of the night. <laughs> I did think that the movie would have been drastically improved if after he had ingested the vampire DNA, he exclusively talked in a Transylvanian accent for the rest of the film. What do you mean? Everything's fine. Michael, there's a problem. No, I'm okay. Everything's good. Ah, ah, ah. I am normal. <laughs> uh, so Tyrese Gibson and Al Madrigal the best duo of cops to ever hit cinema uh go after morbius on the boat and within like two seconds they're like yeah this is fucking morbius did this there's not even a (laughs) moment immediately (laughs) like there's like no yeah uh oh also at one point when he's killing backtrack a little bit when he's killing all of the um the bad guys on the boat one of them's like who are you and he goes i'm venom not with the cadence of a joke. <laughs> Almost with the cadence of, this is my new name, I'm going to try it out for a few. And then someone was like, there's another guy that took that, you can't use this. <laughs> Sorry, it's already been copyright- uh, like, copyrighted, so we're... Wait, did yeah. you really just go, I'm, I'm Venom? Yeah, yeah, is that's this, not a joke. Is this followed up with anything? No, no. <laughs> It's to show that it is in the same connected universe as Venom, because apparently <laughs> He's the like, scene... I'm not that guy. 
Oh, okay, yeah, you got it. Because like, if you just said I'm Venom, and that was just the thing, yeah. Okay, it's it's a it's a joke referencing you the fact that Venom. You said he didn't say it like a joke. No, he doesn't. As as a person who can like who thought, I'm like, oh, I see, they're trying to make a joke. But no, it is it does not read as a joke in the moment. Um, so then Milo goes to visit Michael. And at this point, Michael is shredded, washboard abs, sexy. He's not wearing a shirt most of the time now, <laughs> just so that you know. Like, He's he very wet, <laughs> just well, wet Jared, in every Jared, scene. Jared Leto's just a, a damp man. He just looks constantly moist, like just in general. Yeah. And uh, at which point Milo's like, yeah, I want some of that shit. <laughs> Give me some of that shit, dog. And he's like, you don't want this. You don't want none of this. You don't want none of this shit, do we? <laughs> it's better to die. Trust me. <laughs> the uh, shit I've seen. So the bats. You don't want these abs. Also, there is like a random scene similar to like the scene in Homecoming where he gets trapped in that vault and has to learn the suit's powers. He does that, but that's how he learns all of his different vampire abilities. It's also where he learns that he can somewhat subsist on the uh, fake blood he invented. The problem is the fact that apparently the only way he knows how to drink it is to hold it up to his mouth and then just like fully tilt back like a madman. Yeah. It's it's like a child who has a sippy cup uh, and is given that for the first time. They tilt it up. <laughs> That's how he drinks his blood. It's his first time being a bat. You can't blame him. Yeah, but it should, know. It should be his first time learning how to drink liquid. No, it's blood and drinking blood, drinking soda, two different things. I I have been thirsty to a point of like anger before, but not to the point that Michael Morbius gets for his blood where he's just like, finally got me a cup of it. (laughs) Uh, And I know you said first time, Charles, but he does it. Every time he drinks the blood, he does not slowly learn to adapt and drink from it like a straw. He's just like, nope, I'm going to squeeze it all down. I love how, how he struggles with it, yet Matt Smith has a nice little flask that he's just sipping out of. Oh, yeah. Matt, someone online said this film would have been amazing if... It was all a ruse, and at the very end, the Morbius of this universe is actually Matt Smith's Morbius, and not, and he kills Jared Leto, and I'm like, that would have made this so much fucking better. If they're like, oh no, the Morbius you have moving forward is this crazy, weird British guy who likes to dance and a lot, and I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. Take that with a slice of cake, thank you very much. Uh, so then, so, uh, so how, rank- how does how does Milo get? get the vampire magic we'll, we'll get there okay no, we, well, still actually, got, uh, we still got a whole act before we this get there. may be a, the first ever two-part episode of fun fiction i'm not even <laughs> kidding at this point um so charles you said we'll get to how milo gets it and i want you to apologize for lying because the film literally never explains it <laughs> it literally never explains how he gets this thing but he the- goes to the office and he takes the thing he doesn't do the, anything else that that uh jared leto did with like injecting we just know that he takes it yeah uh so then jared leto gets arrested and i i guess this may have been a at least their explanation is he was arrested away and that's how he got it. And then they find out that a nurse at Jared Leto's uh, doctor school 
that's not what it's called, hospital, has been murdered and sucked dry of blood. So Jared's like, that couldn't have been me. What? And then Milo goes to visit him. And then Milo is like clearly in better health. And then Jared Leto has a moment where he puts two and two together. Yes, it does take him a moment. And then he just gets really angry. (laughs) He hulks out because that's what Morbius is in this universe, apparently, is the Hulk and just yeets himself out of the wall of the prison and escapes. This film has no transitions. This film (laughs) says, here's one scene. I'm going to throw a bat through the wall. And now we're in the next scene. Follow along if you can. So, so they they don't always look fucked up. That the two of them look normal or or jacked no, or whatever. For, for for budget reasons, they don't do the the special effects regularly. The explanation in universe is that the blood satiates them and kind of returns them to normal form. But if they go too long, like long without blood, they will revert into that manic vampiric character, which is why like uh, Jared Leto always be sipping from his sippy cup. And Milo has a little (laughs) flask he takes with him. Um, Matt Smith looks like one of the vampires. So he's able to turn into like the vampire face very easily, but it looks like one of the fucking vampires from Buffy, you know, with yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they would just suddenly be like, yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah, god that's pretty much what it is except buffy's like a 25 year old show <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he still dresses like matt smith so spoilers again the final fight scene has morbius and like this badass red cape like getting ready to fight his brother who's just in like a tweed three-piece <laughs> suit is he just, he's dressed like doctor who does he just go Pretty to the yeah. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, like, um, he's, it, it's a little bit more classy. It's black instead of the nice brown, uh, and, yeah. It's, yeah. uh... So Jared Leto confronts uh, Milo, who states pretty much many good facts about why they just need to be gods of this world now. But Jared Leto is a good Morbius and denies him and says, I cannot do this, my brother. Um, and... <sighs> And then they get into a big old fight, and Matt Smith re- reveals that he's a lot stronger than Jared. And the big running through line that they really wanted us to get emotional about was the fact that because they have these rare blood diseases, ever since they were kids, they always kind of stuck together, the few against the many. Which then becomes the villainous turn of, it needs to be the few against the many. And then Dr. Michael Morbius is like, no, we must defend the many. We are vampire men. <laughs> Before we get into the fight scene and going into the finale, can we talk? I, you said that with the cadence of "Let's talk about Squarespace dot." <laughs> let's talk, to, let's talk about to the to, fight scene. Can I tell you about about Blapern? Can I tell you about the Blapern? You get it sent to your home. Bat, little baggy sippy cups of artificial of, blue blood <laughs> <laughs> sent to you by Blue Apron. that's why it's called blue apron it's blue blood which is a running line is he's like do you drink the blue or the red because the red's human blood and it's bad and it's a shitty through line through the whole movie because like as it goes on jared leta reveals that the blue blood is only sustaining him like less and less he needs more of it to go on i'm like just go on a tea break man you'll be fine (laughs) um but 
then at the end, the big t- like he's like, I can't. It won't last me much longer at all. And then there's no re- like resolution to that at all. So it's gonna be like a real <laughs> Tony Stark situation where in the next movie they're just like, I invented a new blood that lasts me even longer. <laughs> all right, now- this blood is actually pink. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Charles, what were you saying? So I before we get into the final fight scene, I want to talk about. Stamps.com. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe three topics if we have time, but two very specific ones. Number one, the actual fight and how, how they show Jared Leto moving around and fighting. Because not- he is a nightcrawler and he poofs like smoke <laughs> around places. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that is a, a thing vampires do. And they do a lot of, like, slow motion, like, as they cross each other, and, like, you see the smoke this trail. This was a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> it was the coolest part of the whole, like, there's a point when they're on the boat, and he first, like, leaps out of this giant glass thing, and glass shatters, and then go, and slow him down. And I remember looking at Blake, who I went to see the movie with, and just said, fuck. They did something cool. Damn it. I was furious. I was like, no, this was supposed to be bad all the way through, but they just did something that was kind of bitching. My, my favorite one was when uh, uh, Jared Leto is chasing Matt Smith um, in the like su- like subway tunnel, right? And they do that same thing where they both like jump down like a staircase, and they're both looking at each other, and it just slows down. And Matt Smith just kind of like wigs Jared Leto. <laughs> Holy <laughs> oh, my- shit! No, my favorite came right before that because I- no, it might have been right after this where. In Jared's mind, and I assume this is what they were trying to use to show bat radar, but it did not work. Everything slows down. And then for an, in a, you know, when like a scene goes on a little bit too long, that happens as you just see Matt Smith as a vampire running in slow motion. And that's it for like a solid 10 seconds and not a single cut. I'm very nervous. And then you start seeing wind whipping by. And this is when another one of Morbius's <laughs> stupid abilities come into play, which is that. I don't know how, but he has flying squirrel powers, too, because he catches the wind coming off the train and proceeds to fly in front of the train. And it it doesn't look it doesn't look. Yeah, it doesn't look like he like like a superhero flying. Right. It looks like an awkward Mary Poppins just kind of like hobbling into the air. It's fully fucking it's fully flying squirrel. Like he's got it now. Weird. Oh um, my god. So then Dr. Michael Morbius goes to meet with uh with Lady to explain what's happening and that he's going to develop an anticoagulant, which is just a thing that exists already, I'm fairly <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's that's a thing in the world. And he assumes this anticoagulant is going to stop his brother from being a vampire so he could, like, kill him quickly enough. Uh, And then afterwards, he's like, and then I'm going to use it on myself. So then I also will be dead and do a die uh, to give the movie some real emotional punch at the end. Then fucking... Milo goes to Dad Morbius, who has been a non-entity in the film up till this point, but we need some more emotional stakes, pun intended, to throw in this fire. And so then Milo just kills Daddy Morbius. 
Does he have a reason, or is that asking too much of this movie? No, there's no reason. Uh, It's just because dad. And as as he dies, he whispers into Jared Leto's ear, save them all but that's not what he originally actually said oh it was it was 80 80 yards his mouth is doing something else than what he's saying and i'm like what are you what is this (laughs) this is the point in the film by the way where i leaned over um by the way we had went to see this in like a 40x theater people i guess they had assumed no one was coming because they didn't even turn the 40x effects on (laughs) so i was like fuck it let's go find easier chairs and then i was not lying last week this film started with eight other people it ended with two other people in the cinema with me but it was at this point in the film where uh jared leto's pretending to be sad over a dead british man that i just leaned over and said i don't want to be here anymore i do not want to be in this theater don't know if i want to be on this earth anymore this is not a good film see and then for me i was like i fucking love this movie so much i love this piece of shit it's beautiful uh so then uh we get to the final fight pants uh pants is there and uh uh-oh pants dies no, no 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 how did they find pants Oh, I don't remember this part. He used his sonic hearing to hear her heartbeats. Uh. Oh, shit, that's right. No, it's even better. The visual of this scene is literally the thing from the end of the fucking Dark Knight, where fucking Morgan Freeman's like, I've I've took every cell phone in this city, Master Wayne. (laughs) Turned it into something that'll help you. It was just like a little... Patriot Act, you're a bat now. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. At which point, like, uh, yeah, a little bat crawled up on Michael's ear and was just like, listen, Michael, I'm going to need you to listen real good with your bat ear. Shit, how have we not brought this part up? So, okay. I'm you... really scared about what made you think of this. Does a little bat talk to him? No, no, it has to do with his uh, bat radar. You know the scene (laughs) from you know the scene from the original Sam Raimi Spider Man where it zooms the fuck in on his hand and it's really gross as it shows the little hairs growing up. Yes, they do that to his ear. Except it's worse because it's not like hair; it's like the skin of his ears begin to like move in waves as it yeah. It folds in on itself to kind of resemble a bat ear, but also maybe like an HR Geiger vagina. <laughs> I hate it. That sounds that sounds awful. Oh my god! It's absolutely hideous. It is arguably the way that's why it took me this long i blocked it out and then finally i was like oh no we gotta talk about this because i got his fucked up years it would have been so mm-hmm. much better if a bat landed on his shoulder and was just like father you can hear it all i will get you to your, your girlfriend yeah no. so uh he he goes to lady and then she dies <laughs> And instead of just being like, respect the dead fam, he just sucks the shit out of her blood. Just drains her on this rooftop. Gives her some of his, too. Does so, he, he? So, so he turns her? 
Yeah, that's well, the, that's, I was gonna that, say, that's, does he? Yeah, does he turn? Does he? Is she a gogurt or does he turn her into a vampire? He turns. He turns <laughs> her into a vampire. So this thing where he was like, Matt Smith, don't do this. It's horrible. It's not worth it. You're better off dead. And he saw his dead girlfriend. and was like, Are you though? It's kind of like the. I think in the moment you're not supposed to realize that she's been turned because also at this point in the film. It's not been, like, established this is a way you can make a vampire. It's a lot more like, uh, you remember the cop from uh, Let There Be Carnage? Where they're like, oh no, he's dead. And then, like, the very last (laughs) shot, they're like, just kidding, he's the villain of the next film. That's what it was like. So you, you you assume she was dead until the film was like, no, she's not. Then we get... I'd argue a pretty decent fight between Morbius and this besuited British man. Yeah. Um, so, and it's just two, like, smoke creatures just, like, bashing into each other and then disappearing. And then for, for ten minutes, it's great. Um, it's like it's it's like a Dragon Ball Z fight. Uh, t- we'll get there. Where they're doing, we'll like, the there. instant transmission even, and you can't just, see just, shit. Just, just, <laughs> shit. Think about that. I'm happy you're here because I can only vaguely remember the stuff from Wikipedia, but you've got the other details that I need. Yeah, um, so talking about Dragon Ball Z, can we talk about, like, how he defeats um, Matt Smith? Yeah. The final move. So they end up in, like, a weird sewer, which I believe was actually, like, what was it? It was like a, oh, that's right. At one point, because Mor- Morbius can't just be like, I'm going to go back to my normal science lab. He has to find a new science lab. The way he finds a new science lab <laughs> is that he listens for someone who is clearly counterfeiting bills, follows them back to their warehouse where they are counterfeiting it's not bills. A warehouse. It's not a warehouse. It's a mall. It's just a mall. <laughs> yeah. It like, looks you like. You can see the escalator behind shit and like a fucking. Hot topic and everything. You remember, um, uh, shit, shit. Did you ever watch the Harley Quinn HBO, um, like animated series? Yes. No. Yeah, it looks like that that building. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like their base from that building. Um, he goes in there and then finds all of their <laughs> equipment they use to counterfeit money. At which point he goes, "Yeah, I could probably use this to cure someone of vampirism." <laughs> uh, but then. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Then the building gets destroyed, and that's where the final fight happens. Okay, now cut back to the future, where finally Morbius is ready to destroy his brother. And how does that happen, Charles? So, uh, he summons his bat brethren to help him defeat Matt Smith. And he leans back no in a kamehameha style fashion (laughs) and and kamehameha blasts uh with a bunch of bats matt smith (laughs) and that's how he wins he he math he he math blasts him yes (laughs) it's real stupid because at that That point real stupid yeah not even for the main reason but i just remember sitting there like Shouldn't Matt Smith also be cool with bats? The film would have been made a lot better if there was a scene where Matt Smith had like a bat walking up to him and like shrugging at him and just like bitch slaps him out of the way. And then during the Kamehameha, it looks at the bat leading the charge and it's the one that Matt Smith was mean to. And he just salutes him and is like, I got you. I got you. (laughs) 
little bat doing a salute with his wing uh, as he flies into Jesus. Matt Smith. Yeah, like that's that's how he controls it is by like doing the motions of a kamehameha um God so when, damn. when i was like and earlier in the movie i was like oh this fighting is very much like dragon ball z where it kind of like zips around and you see him for like a split second right yeah. um i think it's purposeful <laughs> that they were trying to emulate dragon ball z no i, I doubt it I I'd also argue, and I hate saying this, I think this might be a better final fight than the end of the original Venom, because I at least knew which person was which. The the fight at the end of Venom is is shit. It's hot garbage because they they had no money and it's pitch black. It's just so bad. So, like, that's not a high bar. Venom! (laughs) I wish there was an Eminem rap for Morbius. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Bite him! Damn it. All right. So, so so is that the end? No, 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 no. There's one there's one last kind of like major scene. And as the 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 sewer is crumbling in um with his bat brethren, uh he flies out of this like opening in the 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 sewer and flies out. It's standing it's- there outside of the the the, the cave in is Tyrese Gibson staring at these bats, not, like, reacting, just being like, yeah, bats. Cool bats. Uh, And then we, of course, get a lady opening her eyes, but we don't get anything after that. And then literally, um, I can't remember which Harry Potter film it is, but you remember that one where he just flies off on a broomstick and is like, yeah, and then freeze frames? I believe that's the third one. That's what Dr. Michael Morpheus does, but with bats. <laughs> and I was always, I always thought that, even when I was a kid when that came out, I'm like, that's a real awkward ending. So he just goes, yeah, and it freeze frames on him in motion with the bats. He's not happy. Well, no, I assume he's not happy. Although it would be right. really funny but if yes. he was. <laughs> he greases it. He flies off into the sunset, and that's it. On a that's Cadillac Morbius. with some bats. <laughs> so... That's the end of the movie, but we do have our mid and post credit scenes. But we, we've talked about at least one of the post credit scenes several times already on this podcast. Yeah, the first one involves your favorite and mine, Adrian Toomes, the Vulture, one of the best constructed villains from the MCU, I would argue. Just getting Doctor Strange into a random jail cell, and instead of reacting like a normal human being and going. He just is like, hope the grub's better in this joint. <laughs> Literally, that's the dialogue. He, and it's okay. That was, very, that was actually a pretty good Michael Keaton. Um, I swear to Christ, it, it wasn't Michael Keaton like actually speaking that. It sounded like another 80-yard voice. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. So wait, is he dumped in? Because he, he was in prison prior. Yeah. Is he dumped in, the, in his fucking vulture outfit? No, no, no that, that's not how they <laughs> no, put him in no. prison. Well, that's why I'm confused. Like, where the fuck get a vulture outfit? Yeah, there's no, there's no Chitaris, there's no uh, Tony Stark, uh, so he can't really like steal that equipment. So he just makes it himself, I guess. I, you guys have a whole lot of questions that I'm going to be very excited to answer for you in my fan fiction this week. <laughs> but let's let's keep going off on the end of this. Um, then, like I said, I think the last time I covered it. He just, they're just like, he's not a a prisoner here. 
Not sure how this dude got it. Let him go. <laughs> it's fine. And they just let him fucking go. And that's it. And this is where, like, the scene from, I know you don't, like, the trailer where they were, he was supposed to be, like, running by a Spider-Man poster that wasn't in the film as he crosses by Oscorp, which was surprisingly not in the film either. Like, there was so many Spider-Man references all involving the Vulture. None of them are there. Instead, he just escapes <laughs> prison. Then we cut to the next post credit scene, which usually is something else. No, it's just more vulture antics because <laughs> yeah. he's not sure how he got here, but he's pretty sure Spider-Man has something to do with it. So they so they meet up, Morbius and and the Morbius vulture. in a fucking like Tesla. <laughs> cruising drives down. up, drives out into the middle of nowhere, and the vulture flies in. Does he look like Jared Leto or does he look yeah, like a fucked up? Oh, he's not a fucked up dog man because that would have been no. so much better. Yeah. Just emerging um, from a Tesla. Yeah, and Michael Keaton basically goes, Hey, you want to help me kill a kid? <laughs> <laughs> want to help me murder a child? I'm not sure what's happened, but pretty sure Spider-Man. That's so fucking bad. It's just so objectively terrible writing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Why would it, if it sent all the other villains back to their own universes, why did it send him to the, Mor- the Morbiverse? It doesn't make sense. The argument has been the fact that the spell all revolved around people who knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. And since he knew it, he got, like, grabbed or something. It doesn't fucking make sense. All of his his friends would have been sent to other universes if that was the case. Mm -hmm. It does not make sense. It it is (laughs) the quickest way for them to be like... Maybe just Doctor Strange is a really shitty wizard. Like, <laughs> He's just a terrible fucking wizard. Gosh. Well, now I now I know about Morbus. 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 All right. Do we want to get into fan fiction? Yeah, and, and you shouldn't. This you may shouldn't be next week's this. episode. No, no. This is the super long mega special Morbius extravaganza. Okay. Don't okay, be a, that's don't what be a this fucking is. coward about it. Yeah, you fucking coward. <laughs> All right, Charles, do you Charles, you're the only one who's like properly written something from what you've said? Oh, no, 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 no. So so I actually didn't write anything today. Um so I have a uncle who works on Mor- Morbius. Uh, <laughs> and he sent me the script. So um, so fun fact, my grunkle um, and we didn't really talk about the dance scene, right? But um, the Matt Yo. Smith dance scene actually had a second section uh, and a whole ass uh, dream sequence. Yeah, um, a dream can, ballet. Can I read? Can I read the script for you both? Can, can you tell me what the dance sequence is first? Oh yeah, there's just a random scene where Matt Smith, who's just really all in his jibbies, is real. <laughs> arrogant and just starts dancing like a motherfucker yeah so yeah and I'll, to set up the scene you know i think it's important that i i read that that scene and and that that whole scene for you um just for context of the next yeah part obviously that's missing. Yeah, yeah um interior apartment nighttime we cut to matt smith who is doing push-ups inside of the swankiest apartment building he's feeling incredible He stands up, revealing the musculature of a Greek warrior. His shoulders, bulbous. 
His neck <laughs> thick with two this. C's. His nipples looking a bit cross-eyed, but we'll fix it in post. The left peck flexes, and then the right. Matt Smith begins to shimmy into the camera as tapestries billow from the strength of that shimmy. His arms begin to flail like a wacky, wavy, inflatable tube man as his vampire strength begins to grow. I need you After, to understand this is not an editor. Like, this is not Charles editorializing right now. This is legitimate. I, I, oh film. my God. 20 seconds of flailing pass. <laughs> That's so long. And Matt, and Matt Smith starts to sensually put on a shirt. And begins to walk around the apartment like a cat. No, not like the tabby you have at home. But the cats from the musical Cats. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Smith hath become Mungo Jerry. Jared Leto, his rumple teaser. I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) He slowly gets dressed until he is wearing a full suit. Matt Smith is feeling fancy and is ready to party. (laughs) <laughs> Charles, I hate you. I hate you so this, is, much. this is revenge for, for when, when you came on and we did Twin Peaks, isn't it? Before he leaves, before he leaves the apartment, he gives the classic bisexual finger guns in the mirror <laughs> to once again queer bait us. I, I don't think going like is queer baiting. <laughs> There's bisexual lighting in a lot of the film. There's there's the the romance between the two leads. It's it's queer baiting. So that's the script from the actual movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But this is this next part is the scene that got cut out. As he leaves the apartment, we cut to the interior of a club, and Matt Smith walks inside. Interior dance club, nighttime. The club is packed from the dance floor to the bar. With alternative 20-somethings, a vampire could really sink his, his teeth into. Matt Smith sits down at a bar and orders a drink. Bloody Mary, he says to the bartender. Oh, for fuck's sake. And there's like a note here. It says we put in this joke because he's a vampire down and like scribbled in the, the, the notes there. Um, he looks over the crowd on the dance floor. Sweaty bodies flail their arms just like the wacky, wavy, inflatable tube man. We cut back to Matt Smith's face, whose look seems to be saying, these are my people. I deserve this. (laughs) The bartender drops off the Bloody Mary and the music changes. Maniac by Michael Sembello, you know, Maniac, Maniac, uh, begins to play. This is his song. These are his people. Matt Smith chugs the Bloody Mary and walks onto the dance floor. We cut to a shot of his foot that begins to tap, and then that foot begins to spin. We cut to his butt mid-spin. Matt, Matt Smith is feeling the groove. Not Milo Morbius, Matt Smith. <laughs> Matt Smith. We cut back to his feet now. He stops, the, uh, he stops spinning and begins to lift his feet up like he's running in place. And now we cut back to, we cut to his face. His hair whips back and looks, and he looks stern into the camera as he continues this dance. We cut back to his ass. We cut back to his feet, but again. We pan out slightly to also include his shoulders and knees. He switches dance moves, gyrating his body like someone doing the worm. But if they were doing the worm standing up. 
back to his face. The worm, uh, the worm dance enthralls him. As he gets lost in the dance, the audience seemingly begins to melt away, leaving only Matt Smith on the dance floor. He drops to the floor. Uh, interior bar dream dance scene. Nighttime. We cut to a wide shot of Matt Smith on the floor. Behind him, a large illuminated wall that silhouettes his body. To the left, a single chair with a strange pulley device above it. Is he just, is he just doing flash dance? <laughs> Charles, have you just copy and pasted the script for flash dance? <laughs> no, this is script <laughs> He sits up, holding himself in the fetal position. Slowly, he lays back down and arches his back sensually. He gets up and does an interpretive dance that symbolizes his struggles as a child. It's not, not beautiful. Not his, his struggles as a steel... What was it? A steel town worker on a Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Smith sits down in a chair, arches his back, and pulls the lever above him. Water drops from above, soaking his body from head to toe. Charles, you had it. You had the layup. It should have been blood. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We're doing fl- we're doing flash dance. It's literally flash dance. Yeah, but you, okay. you could have. This, okay, this is a missed opportunity. Fine. Is all I'm saying. Blood drips from the ceiling. <laughs> he slowly gets up. Ooh, that would have been nasty consistency wise. Yeah, actually. I know that's gross. I'm not trying to be gross here. It's water. Um, <laughs> we cut to a, a shot of the audience. A bunch of raunchy white men. I thought you meant the audience actually watching the film Morbius. <laughs> They're a bunch stand of raunchy white men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be real. Um, their gaze sexualizing Matt Smith. These now, are now, the real are they, villains wait, 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 of the story. Is it their gaze as in the possessive that's sexualizing Matt Smith? <laughs> or are they yeah. gays? Are they homosexual people <laughs> sexualizing Matt Smith? It's a play <laughs> on words. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> um, we cut back to Matt, a false smile on his face as he dances for these men. His makeup runs all the way down his face, dripping onto his red top. He wait. hates it, but he needs to get it done. We cut to a woman... Wearing what looks like a welder's outfit, she pulls a letter out of her pocket and begins to open it. This is never referenced again in Morbius. <laughs> Matt Smith snaps out of the dreamscape and then eats some guy because he is still a vampire. That's that's it. It's it's. Fl- I just added Flashdance to the scene. I hate it. I hate it so much. This is not uh, what I... When, when you were like texting me uh, yesterday and you were like, how far is too far? How horny is too horny? I, I expected something bad, but like in a very different way. Like I thought you were just gonna do fucking. I yeah. that was that was the original idea is to 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 lean into the to the queer baiting and actually do like a vampire sex scene. God, but I decided not much to... queer baiting. I think Charles is definitely like putting some intent on this film that was not there. Yeah, it sounds like you were just real high and you were like I want Matt Smith and Jared Leto to kiss and this movie isn't giving me that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh... Maybe. Now, I will say Charles did remind me of something that is actually legitimately was like leaked from this film. And then they apparently this film, when you when you delay a film by three years, you get to make a lot of changes. And every plot leak I have read have all been better than the film I saw. (laughs) Um, One of the most prominent scenes that even like 
going to the theater. I was like, I haven't seen anything disproving this. I'm very excited. I even told the guys at the car, I was like, just wait, this scene's going to pop off and it'll be actually good. It involves Morbius fighting a skeleton. I don't know how he meets it. Um, oh, okay. This is what it was. To begin, Matt Smith's villain, this is when he was supposed to be Loxius Crown, I assume, is ultimately revealed to be an ancient being who is reincarnated and needs Morbius for a ritual to whatever the fuck. What is, however, interesting is a battle Morbius has with the skeleton of Smith's original body, which is wearing a comic-accurate outfit to Morbius from the comics. After the battle, the suit flies off the skeleton and onto Morbius's body, forcing him to have his comics accurate look it's stupid but god it would have been better than anything in this movie like that's dumb as hell but also that rules yeah it would i feel like this film very much felt like an early 2000s like hulk like the original uh, like hulk movie where you would always have like the hero pick up the costume that's comics accurate and then just be like, this is stupid. Who'd wear this? <laughs> like, no, I want to see you wear it. That's why I came to see this film called Morbius, the living vampire. All right. Let me, we talk, let me get, uh, Oh, no, 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 no. You go ahead. Okay. I was going to get into my fanfics. Do you have any small notes before? <laughs> I just, I just want to real, real quick. Um, can we talk about the method acting? Oh, that Jared Leto's yeah. a piece of shit, and he just does. He he says method acting as an excuse to just be an asshole to everyone on his set. Here's the weird thing: is that Jared, in interviews, has said, "I didn't need to do method acting on this." He was just like the character was very similar to me, and I'm like, says a lot. <laughs> you must be a vampire. Jared Leto is secretly a vampire. That's cool to know. Uh, but it has since come out that apparently there has been some method acting at work. Yeah, he took, uh, there's articles all over the place where he's taken, like, 45-minute bath- bathroom breaks. Yeah. And that's the, ar- the article title says, like, um, th- with method acting, Jared Leto takes 45-minute mi- bathroom break. It doesn't, like, really explain why, right? And my brain immediately goes, oh, Jared Leto's drinking blood, and he has the worst <laughs> shits possible. <laughs> he's got the blood shits. He's just got real bad <laughs> poops <laughs> uh but i believe what it actually was was the fact that he wouldn't not use the canes when he had like when his character was little gaunt morbius he would always walk around on the canes and so when he had to go to the bathroom he would either hold it which i believe one article was just like jared leto never pissed during morbius <laughs> which is a great <laughs> sentence or alternately if he had to go he would have to walk on the crutches and eventually the director was like what if we just get you a fucking wheelchair? And he's like, excellent. That's <laughs> right. I did see that of him in like the wheelchair because he just wouldn't use his fucking legs or whatever. He's such a tool bag. Like, you, you could bring just, you me could... my piss throne. <laughs> I am Jared Leto. Oh my God. Well, like I said, luckily we don't have to talk about Jared Leto for my fan fiction because, in my opinion, the most excellent film that could have happened in Morbius happened uh, between the ending of the first post-credit scene and the beginning of the second post-credit scene. And instead, I just had to look at the names of the people what just did this to me for about ten minutes. 
so I've written, uh, I've got some notes at the beginning and then I'll kind of editorialize at the end kind of where I want this to go. Uh, what I think the Vulture film should be. So the opening, we see Vulture in his prison cell staring down at a letter to his daughter, Liz. And in it, he apologizes to his daughter for the things that she's about to hear about her father in the news. They're going to call him a murderer, a criminal, a sociopath. And the reason that he's apologizing to her is because they're all right. And as he says that in his narration, an explosion happens on the far end of Rikers or wherever the fuck that they keep him. The guards rush by his gate as he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a 3D printed key to his cell or some technological Marvel bullshit. Who knows? Uh, he then escapes the prison cell and casually just strolls out like swinging the key uh, as he as there's like a riot going on behind him. He then meets up with Matt Gargan to set up that thing that happened it three movies ago and then we never got any resolution on uh he offers a hand they both escape and the guards try to stop a riot so they're able to just walk out the door we then get a short scene of gargan and adrian raiding that base that he had during homecoming who's gargan uh matt gargan he is the scorpion in the comics oh oh, that was that was a michael mando right yeah Yeah, yeah. nacho yeah nacho He's so pretty. So uh, they go to his former base where it's got like all of the alien tech and they're trying to find stuff to essentially have something to combat Spider-Man. But then Spidey appears, they do battle, and they're using literally like just fucking junk off the ground to try to fight Mm -hmm. Spider-Man, which I think would be really fun as he's just like, I don't know what the fuck this does. And then it explodes or some shit Uh, during the battle. Spidey tosses Gargan against a wall, knocks him out, webs tomb up, and the vulture is now swinging back and forth in a web like you always see a villain hung. We get a POV shot of the vulture swaying back and forth. We see his eyes close. The blood rushes to his head. He passes out. Next thing we see is his eyes slowly opening as he reveals himself once again in prison. So he's been knocked out for a while, but he's no longer in Rikers. He's in a different place. Even the name is different. The words, the raft are plastered everywhere. He uh, gets up, stretches his back, looks outside and goes, well, hope the food's better in this joint. He sits back in his cot, stares up at the ceiling, thinks about his daughter and just hopes that she doesn't turn out like him when suddenly the door opens and he's allowed to walk free. He's very confused at this point, but he's like, I'm not going to fucking turn out an opportunity to leave. Yeah, sure. I didn't do shit. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, So as he exits, they give him his stuff like at the end of Blues Brothers or beginning of Blues Brothers. He checks his pocket and he finds a business card, which has an address on it. And he says, fuck it, gets in a taxi cab and orders the taxi to take him to that location. And as he goes through, we're going to get like kind of flashbacks of him earlier in his life, like driving his kid around through NYC. And we see almost like in uh, Spider-Verse where you saw like a Coca-Cola sign and then later it changed when he was in a different universe. So we're seeing the fact that he's clearly no longer in the NYC that he once lived in. Uh, Different buildings, different skyscrapers. We see Oscorp actually there and he's quietly just like, all right, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck's happening? I, I love the and idea of like Michael Keaton in the back of a cab going, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? What the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because like, he shouldn't just be like, I'm going to make a silly little joke right now. It's like, no, keep be panicking. And then finally they pull up to an old-fashioned New York pizza joint <laughs> as we 
As he enters the uh, building, we get like a great frame of someone picking up a cheese pizza and you get the cheese pull. But Tombs is trapped within the cheese, like a little prison metaphor there. It's a nice little shot. <laughs> yeah. When he <laughs> I literally wrote the words nice little shot in my fan fiction. Fuck you. <laughs> And then he looks over and he discovers the man waiting on him. Your friend and mine, Dr. Stephen Strange, who and it's essentially him saying, hey, there's just a whole multiverse of madness going on right now. And I'm in charge of putting it back together. Uh, Tombs is obviously like, well, how did I get here? I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure Spider-Man has something to do with it. It's so much better when someone who's not him says it. <laughs> uh, Strange has to convince him that he's magic, so we get a fun scene of Tombs, like, getting fucked about by Doctor Strange. And finally he's like, alright, fine, Doc, yeah, just send me back, do whatever you need to do, open your fun little portal. But there's just one problem. Adrian's not the only person who's gone through the portal. Strange points to the television, and we see Matt Gargan has come through as well, but now he is in much better hands as he now menaces the streets in a massive mechanical scorpion exoskeleton manufactured by Oscorp, but there is no Spider-Man to save the day. Strange insists that Toombs needs to get the scorpion back, but it's going to take work. He needs to start at Oscorp. Uh, Eventually, Vulture meets up with this universe's version of the Tinkerer, who is that weird dude at the end of the amazing spider-man 2 he works for oscorp he recruits him for his team shows off his uh, different mechanical suits two pods are already taken the scorpion suit and of course goblin suit but he's not in this movie i just needed to address where that other suit went uh tinkerer finally asks anything catch your eye and then Toom looks up and down at a large vulture costume. So it is the vulture costume from the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, it is miles ahead of anything that he was able to produce in his universe, and he gets his brand new vulture costume. Uh, he becomes the menacing vulture once again, goes to battle the scorpion, but during the battle, scorpion actually begins assaulting citizens and he not nearly like he does nearly knock down a building there's rubble falling and tombs looks over and he sees someone that looks exactly like his daughter so he rushes over and immediately saves her grabs the rubble tosses at scorpion knocks him back and makes sure that this girl is okay and as he does scorpion takes the opportunity to rush away uh and so now uh, the crowd begins cheering. They're like, fuck yeah, we have a hero. Finally, yes, they're cheering Vulture. And he is very fucking confused. That is not his his deal at all. His daughter even looks at him with pride, which is something that he hadn't seen in years. Um, but now he knows that he has to get back to work because the Tinkerer remotely activates his suit to immediately come back to Oscorp. The film now insists him to be a slave to two masters, having to satisfy both the whims of the maniacal Tinkerer and the strange Doctor Strange, while simultaneously finding retribution. So the film itself essentially exists as Vulture is like, I have a brand new universe. I can be a good person here. And so I, I also want this Doctor Strange to not be the our Doctor Strange. I want it to be the evil one that we see in all of the Multiverse of Madness commercials. So it's like, I just literally just like the, the one from What If. 
Yeah, he's basically like the TVA at this point where he's just like, look, things are fucked up and I'm going to fix it. I don't care what it takes and I'm going to fix it. Uh, Eventually, he turns Scorpion to be on his side. So him and Scorpion team up to take on Doctor Strange and then the Tinkerer, who is going to be more of like a um, uh, like a claw figure. The guy from I think Civil War is the one that he was in where he's just kind of like working in the background. He's going to be your main villain for the Sinister Six movie. That eventually comes out, him and um, Gabi. But the one twist I want for this universe, and it sucks because it is the Amazing Spider-Man universe, is Spider-Man is dead. Or at least believed to be dead. Uh, I Ever since like Venom and all this came out, I was like... I know it's a Spider-Man universe, but what if he's just dead? And like, you're, what if you're he's murdering existing? Andrew Garfield, you monster? I, because of that, I'm like, he could go. He could fully Batman it. <laughs> just like he, I've been the Italian Spider-Man for many years. <laughs> I was chilling out with Catwoman drinking tea in Italy. Also, I love Charles looking increasingly more bewildered. This is what this is what Scotty does now. They they set up an entire cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. Um I was expecting like some dick and fart jokes and now we have like a movie that actually kind of makes sense and I am <laughs> I, I I am impressed but also very disappointed in you. Yeah. Yeah, that that's tip that's typically how I end up feeling by the end of the mm-hmm. episode. Also I've misunderstood it first uh, about this universe as Doctor Strange that uh, I get now that he was just at the pizza place enjoying a good old fashioned New York slice. I originally yeah. thought that in this universe, instead of being a doctor, he's, he's like just a pizza guy. Yeah, he's, he's Stephen Strange. He make a you pizza pie like a mom used to. <laughs> so you're saying in this universe, he doesn't have like that big mystical building with all of the libraries. He just has a pizza place. In this universe, he wasn't a doctor, and it was the issue. Like he still got his hands fucked up, but it wasn't like oh, I can't do my special surgeries anymore. It was I can't flip the pizza dough. I, need to go I can't on a flip of the pizza anymore. He is still a doctor. He is still a doctor. He just got a degree in it's something that just couldn't Pizzology. get a job in. So it just ended up like running a pizza place. I have a PhD in cultural anthropology. Would you like a pepperoni pizza? I have a PhD in pizza. Have a slice, baby. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, him and him and Scorpion fight, and then they recruit Morbius, and then you know they make a they make a whole Sinister Six eventually, like a Baba use. I'm making the Sinister Six like a Baba use. I'm making the Sinister Six. It was also uh, the other reason I wrote this, and this is a joke more for Megan because Charles won't get it, is because I wanted to create Vulture One. Spider-Man 4, No Way Home, <laughs> yet Deadpool Home, <laughs> Doctor Strange 8, Multiverse of Madness. It's going to go out of shirt someday. <laughs> <laughs> Once it gets too long to fit on a shirt is when I will finally put it on a shirt. We have to find some way to beat the the uh, our other longest shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's what I did. It was a fun Vulture movie where he gets to kind of have some fun redemption about actually getting to be a good person and get to be a hero. Because if they want their fun little Sony Spider-Man extended universe to all have good guys, then fuck you. I'm going to make it work. <laughs> I, I think Ash Delaney and Hal Bishop should fight Morbius. 
No, just Jared Leto. Yeah, I I also think they should fight Jared Leto. Just this the man. Just put. Wait. Patreon.com slash join the weird donate and we will fight Morbius. Why do I feel like we've made that joke before about just fighting Jared Leto, the the human man? Hey, guys, do you want to take a quick quiz on BuzzFeed right now? Who are we more? Venom or Morbius? Venom. All right, Megan. Uh, Megan, do you want to know which one you are? Because I feel like me and Charles already know. We already know who we are. I'm a I'm I'm a morbhead. I I know. <laughs> I'm more of a carry. I'm a carry myself. So let's find out what Megan is. Uh, what Spider Man do you want to see fight Venom? Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield? You cannot pick Tobey Maguire. Apparently, I mean Andrew Garfield. To, uh, right. I think that would be more fun personality wise. All right, now which Spider-Man is going to fight Morbius, Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire? I hope this is not the whole quiz. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Tom Holland. I don't have any strong opinions as to why. All right, pick a Spider-Man to go out for lunch. No, I'm not <laughs> uh, Are you funny or are you serious? I'm so serious all the time. I've never made a joke in my life. Um, are you single? <laughs> no. Uh, are you asking, or is the quiz asking? <laughs> <laughs> this, quiz, this quiz is getting frisky. The... <laughs> uh, pick another villain. Doc Ock or Gobby? Doc Ock. But only Doc-Ock. specifically, uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Doc-Ock. All right. Doc-Ock. I feel like you... You may have some bias coming into this one. Pick a school subject, science and math or literature. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. How many questions are in this quiz? Um, too many to know. <laughs> this is a scientifically graded quiz on if you're Venom or Morbius. Uh, who do you like more, Spider-Ham or Spider-Man Noir? Spider-Man Noir, because he's Nick Cage. Pick a Jared Leto movie. (laughs) Must I? (laughs) But these are some fucking choices. (laughs) Think of Jared Leto movies. Dallas Buyers Club or Zack Snyder's Justice League? (laughs) (laughs) You're only going to choose those two. And Zack is spelled wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know what? D- Dallas Buyers. <laughs> I remember liking that movie okay when I saw it. Are you studious? No. Okay. Pick a vampire. Oh shit, I already know your answer for this one. Edward Cullen or Laszlo Cravensworth. Oh yeah, come on. No no contest. Are you outgoing or... Okay, seriously, quiz. I'm gonna need you to stop. Are you outgoing or reserved? outgoing i don't fucking know <laughs> what spider-man movie would you rather see the fourth spider-man toby Maguire or third spider-man andrew garfield neither i don't want either of those things just no there's pick, another option pick. uh is the other option to... called you close the window and we end the podcast <laughs> There's this, like, X in the top right corner, huh? <laughs> you got Venom. Minim, 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 minim. Good, we got a Morbius, we got a Venom, and we got me, Carrie, the third villain. 
this universe. Shit, I would watch Sex in the City if if the 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 gang that was having the sex in the city was was Carrie Venom <laughs> and you know the other one. And, oh, it's it's Samantha. No, no, Samantha. No, no, I was gonna say it's Venom, and then Eddie Brock is the fourth member of the group. Oh fuck, that's the Sinister Six. Yeah, I would lose Carrie. Replace Carrie with Vulture. Uh, but but <laughs> Samantha gets to stay. Uh, shit, oh, what's that so actress's good. name again? Because she's, okay. she's the, well, she's the slutty one who has the sex. She's in big trouble in Little China. Wait, so is Venom the Carrie, the one who does the notes at the beginning yes. of every episode? Yes. Eddie's asleep. Time for Venom to write blog. <laughs> there was a, going to be a big sale, and I was going to get my fancy Louis Vuitton shoes. I need to, Eddie, Eddie, we need to impress Mr. Big Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, this person ask relationship advice. Help me, Eddie. Bite off well, his it's head. Qu- <laughs> it's quite convenient we're talking about Venom, because with all this talk about the Sony extended Spider-Man universe, which I believe is what it's literally called, uh... We're going to be now visiting the only one in those movies that's actually good next week. Let there be carnage. But we're also probably going to talk about comics carnage as well. Just to not, get the, you can. Just, just to get the Morbius taste out of my mouth <laughs> next week, folks. But until then, where could people find you on the internet or perhaps on a certain TTRPG podcast about ghosts? Hey, uh, hi. It's Sean Charles here. <laughs> I I run a, I run a uh, my other two hosts of the other show don't fucking listen to them they pieces of shit but I run I run a podcast called The Weird with two fucking idiots and it's a great great podcast you probably hear it regularly here um hey your dipshit yeah, other you. your dipshit other co-hosts I bet they're dumb as hell but they're real sexy aren't they I bet they do fuck yeah I bet they fuck. <laughs> I bet they have real Matt Smith, got Matt Smith with a blood disease fucking energy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and they're, and you're at loud, loudspeaker dot. Yeah. So loudspeaker uh, dot org. We have to say dot org now because we are officially a nonprofit organization. So uh, if you want to support um, a, a pretty dope ass nonprofit radio station podcast network, um, go to loudspeaker.org and we now have a studio space. We have, is it still near that bitch and Boba place we went to? Which what, bitch and Boba place? Well, oh, we, Kung yeah. Fu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kung Fu. No, no, no. It's in a, it's not in a garage. anymore. <laughs> I didn't want to out you as <laughs> formerly running out of a garage, but no, we're not running out of a garage. It's no, not a garage. It's a it's its own space. Loudspeaker.org. No. We're not in a garage. <laughs> Cut to a giant RV that just has loudspeakers spray painted on the side. The weird is back. We're doing the podcast again. <laughs> Been fucking like six months. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the, weird, the weird is back. Tell your friends. Tell your family. I'm on. 
I'm on Twitter at Meg underscore Danger. I'm not on there very often. Scotty's on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. Charles doesn't. Charles, do you tweet any? Your tweet, your Twitter's locked anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, don't fucking add me on Twitter. You can add join the weird, but you can't add my personal one because that is that's personal. All right, yeah. Follow us on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> give money on to to the network to to fight net fight Scotty Network pa- Patreon. Uh, just thank best day i'll call it just thank best day and i'll take it home merch merch pizza pizza merch at merch.aloadpurebs.com uh thank you to best day for making the music that says it's podcast time baby and also it's no longer podcast time baby if you like it you can hear more of it at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day uh Merch download of purebs.com for the New York Slice shirt. It's really fun. It's one of my favorite designs we've ever done. Go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and give us money for a dollar a month. You get early access to this show every single week. And sometimes that early access is a day before the episode comes out. What up, Princess Bride folks? But we'll always give you love at patreon.com slash a load of BS or patreon.com slash join the weird. Get some flavor moving there and maybe we'll fucking fight morbius literally <laughs> not in the game in the streets <laughs> we'll find jared Le- if you give us enough enough money we will beat the shit out of jared Leto. If, you, if you pay us enough money on patreon you will be able to make us at least make an audio podcast we're in a theater of the mind wherein we go fight jared leto no if you donate twenty dollars today i will personally Catch a felony and beat the shit out of Jared Leto. There's not a jury that would convict you. <laughs> <laughs>